I heard a story the other day about some crazy fucking album, like some really good album that was recorded in Audacity, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like I think, blowing uh, my mind. I think Channel Orange was recorded in Audacity. I don't know what that is. The Frank Ocean debut yes, album? Yes, yes, that's it. It was Channel yeah. fucking Orange. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. I am your Frank Ocean, <laughs> Black Nicholson. Um, <laughs> I just, um, once again, and, and you guys will see me do this over and over again, it's a big part of my life, it's just sniping facts out of thin air, knowing exactly <laughs> what a person is looking for and delivering it to them, as I just did to our producer, Alex. Um, but we are, of course, joined by the very giggly Juniper June. How we doing? pretty good i am pretty giggly aren't i that's i've, I've been like that since I was we a need kid. we need the people are clamoring for juniper <laughs> giggles and and nobody gets them better than my main man the bird respecter caleb how are you how's it going guys yeah the, the, the yes. june giggle is a lot uh better than the raspy salacious crumb-esque cowling <laughs> laughter of myself no, I feel like I, I feel like that's necessary though. I, I love that sort of like that that laugh that you have. It's like you don't you don't bust it out too often, but when you do, you know something's real good. Caleb has his Caleb has his noise gate specifically set to his own laugh so that none of us can hear it. So <laughs> this is canceling out the audio entirely. Uh Caleb is Caleb is clearly the alpha of the show. He never smiles, he never laughs. Uh, uh, I'm not sure that he eats food, um, but today we are talking liquid about a very different Bud Light liquid only. diet. <laughs> Bud Light diet, yeah. I today actually am drinking a Bud Light tonight. It's the first time I've had Bud Light in f- years. Well, thank yeah, God had, you uh, didn't get hate crimed by a Tim Pool fan. No you see? shit, dude. <laughs> oh my God! Did no you yeah. see Tim Pool just fucking just fucking posted? Uh, about like a New York Post article about how somebody got beat up outside of a liquor store for buying a case of Bud Light. And Tim Pool was like, wow, when will the violence stop? And it's like, <laughs> God damn, dude, Twitter really is just Stormfront now. There's and it wasn't no- even it wasn't even when will the violence stop? He, he said something like, wow, it's getting very Bud, toxic. Yeah, Bud Light is really toxic now. It's like, how, how are you blaming Bud Light on someone being assaulted? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's... <laughs> People are psychotic. You know, normally when you blame Bud Light for somebody <laughs> being assaulted, there's a very different story behind yeah. it. Than- <laughs> We're, you're, uh, uh, a sports team just lost an upset is usually the, the situation there. Or one in the case of My Fair City. <laughs> Beautiful city. Yeah, Beautiful you know what was people? weird about that story? Um, I don't know. This isn't like a value judgment or anything, but it just caught me off guard. Is That happened in Canada. Did not expect that. <laughs> really? Has the yeah. culture war hit Canada? Like, uh, yeah, well, look at the fucking involved? truckers. The fucking uh, uh, dude, mad Canadians are crazy. <laughs> they said. I don't know they too said, much about them. They had. They had. Uh, Trudeau Brandon stickers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they had. That's amazing. They said, Trudeau fucking freaks, Brandon. just get your own culture. Like. <laughs> 
they're just exporting it from us at this point. Actually, wait, yeah, the trucker, the trucker um, protests back back in the day when that happened, like a year ago now. I don't know if you guys remember, but I was like in they were they were all doing like Twitter Spaces at the time, and I was I was like joining <laughs> yeah. them and convincing people that uh, like I was a protester and on them on their side, and I, I, I got them that. to that believe was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got them to believe. What was it? I don't even remember at this point. It was was it the five guys? Yeah, yeah. I convinced the I five convinced. guys to five days, and I remember yeah. uh, specifically yeah. some like grandmother thanking you for being like a true patriot or something. You know, and I was fucking howling <laughs> yeah. laughing. Yeah, that was that was one of my best uh, space Twitter space moments. I should do that again. I need to find more like right wing freaks on Twitter. They're pretty fun. Yeah, spaces kind of fell off, huh? They did. Yeah. Well, there was some news today about some. It's crazy, you know. Like, uh, fucking Trump had to pay off a different sexual assault victim of his yesterday. George Santos was held in like contempt of court <laughs> this morning, <laughs> and yet the like the thing we keep seeing on Twitter is just like this other just like dumb bullshit. It's like yeah, the news. The news has been crazy. There's been more news than ever before this week right uh, i it's hate off it the rails. so fucking much it's too much yeah we need a break we need this a is why break. this is why i only locked for two days this time is because <laughs> you know the freaks came after me for liking hassan and they were like <laughs> did you know he's a transphobic racist sex work exclusionary sex work apologist and it's like yeah yeah i did i did know all that that's why i like it why that's do you think i like him yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wanted that's what i wanted there's just no like there's no reasoning with, with these people i've learned i learned this week that uh the best way to engage with people who are fighting with you i've learned is just to post a link to the hit 2000 single who let the dogs out by baja men <laughs> and that's all i do when people yell at me now and uh it's so funny because there's no response to that there's no you got nothing <laughs> you just got baja it's over for you bro <laughs> you got i ratioed a guy by like 2000 likes or something just by simply bahaing him oh, that's i'm gonna awesome. that's the new i'm gonna meta. say i'm gonna say a really upsetting uh factual piece of information about myself and i apologize oh, no. what are you doing to yourself oh, i no. apologize to my fans <laughs> i apologize to everybody <laughs> i don't know how to upload videos from the internet to twitter on my phone i do not know how to do that at all Wait. um what do you mean? Like you don't know how to post a video? Okay, so let's say <laughs> so let's say so let's say Stephen Colbert goes on his show and if you clip it the right way it'll sound like he said the n-word. And I'm like that would be a fun thing to do. Let me pull up that Stephen Colbert clip on my phone and then post it to Twitter and then edit the video down. Uh, I don't know how to do any of those steps. I don't know how to grab the video. I don't know how to edit it down. I don't know how to do any of that. So I strongly um, avoid posting any video files to Twitter <laughs> at all. Yeah, you know what? Now that I mention it, I do all when I do that stuff. It's almost entirely on desktop, which makes me half boomer. <laughs> I I developed because I don't really use Twitter on desktop. I I developed. It took me a while to like figure out how to do like editing, like video editing on my phone in a like easy way. I basically will just like screen record. Like I'll, I'll use the screen recording on iPhone to get a video, like on YouTube or like off of Twitter or just whatever. And then I use like an app called Union 
and it lets you um or not not union i don't remember what the one i use off the top of my head is but basically i just use like an app and you can pretty easily edit stuff that's what i do and if anybody is uh listening to this point uh we've been yeah, recording a- for about eight and a half minutes uh we're talking about the degradation of the platform of twitter and we are going to take our sweet time with it because there's really a lot to get into here. And I, I uh, you know, Whack Nicholson, you know him well. Um, his ego is inflated. He's an unwell man. And I, and I love the idea that my own ineptitude is how we can tackle this subject first. So let's um, create knowledge for me and then let's uh, make, make Elon Musk look like a pedophile. Because, And this is the thing I wanted to say at the beginning of the recording. And I can't believe we went this far without it. Is that Elon Musk is a pedophile? Elon Musk. Breaking news. Uh, hopefully, Alice can ed- edit this in and post some sort of breaking news type soundbite. <laughs> breaking news: Elon Musk confirmed pedophile as of confirmed um, a few minutes ago. Actually, uh, your your boy got the scoop from one of our listeners and friends of the show. It started out so. If you search for the word, this is uh, Ben. Well, Caleb, Caleb, let's let's like uh, two seconds because we just got to say that anything said in this episode is satire, and we mean it as a joke. <laughs> uh, so from here on out, and before, and anything we've said at all, this is a joke. This is satire. We are working no. on sort of like a higher level. <laughs> don't say no. Don't say no because this is a really important thing to say. Let um, me let me clarify this. <clears throat> Elon Musk himself set the legal precedent to make it legal to call him a pedophile. Yeah, That's but true. Elon Musk, Elon Musk isn't in our uh, four-way contractual agreement, and I would really <laughs> love if we just got the disclaimer out there that all of this is satire. It's alleged, and and it's from what I've heard. Um, so this is Many like everything saying they're this. saying. I sent, but but th- this is the thing, Juniper. I sent you guys that document with everything that we're gonna say. We're gonna hit these different points about him being a pedophile and a, a racist and a rapist, and that's all a joke, though. So from here on out, um, <laughs> Elon Musk is a pedophile. He is. Uh, he has sexual gratification, and, and and the thing is, is that the really fucked up part is that he's he's not sexually gratified by children. He's sexually gratified by their pain. And he knows the best way to do it is to to confuse and hurt them uh, through 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 his own knowledge that he knows a child won't have. And I I really you know you weep for a soul like that, someone so sick. What could have brought him here? Um, but I think it's just that he's a a racist too. So he really hated black people, and and he moved to America, and too many black people were voting, and. So he's a racist, rapist, pedophile, and he bought Twitter for for forty four billion dollars. <laughs> Biggest rube ever. Biggest mistake of his life. <laughs> no one's yeah, no, fumbled this, a bigger bag harder. Yeah, it's it's astonishing just how at every point anything he's ever done has just always been like the dumbest thing of all time. Like some of my earliest memories of him are of him doing supremely stupid things, which I think we'll get into. But Caleb, I wanted to know about this this scoop that you got. So I just started looking into this before we started so uh, he, recording. So here's the thing. Right before we hit the record, Caleb was yeah. like, I got this DM. This is crazy. This is a wild leak. So Caleb, can you tell us about this DM? What's going on over here? Well, it wasn't a DM. Um, ben Collins posted a screenshot of somebody else on Blue Sky that was like, hey, if you search for the word cat... Uh, Twitter, Twitter tries to autofill the rest of your search query with 
uh, a couple different things. Cat in a blender, cat in a blender video full, cat in a blender dying. And then if you search for the word dog, it tries to autofill it with dog screwdriver, dog screwdriver, full video, dog getting stabbed by screwdriver. Now, following that logic, uh, somebody, I posted a screenshot because in Ben, friend of the show, Ben Collins, he posted about it, but the um, screenshot that he posted from Blue Sky was cropped. You couldn't really see it. So I just posted like, yeah, this is true. Check this out with, with mine. Somebody replied to it and was like, now search for the word child. Following that logic, if you search for the word child on Twitter right now, it tries to fill, uh, fill autofill your search query with uh, child leaks and child porn, but it doesn't add the N on there because that gets caught by its auto moderation tools. So child P.O. I'm going to do it right now. Child. I'm going to read them. Here we go. Child. Children. Oh, shit. Wait, I literally. Oh, okay. So if you hit space, it it deletes the poor thing. But mm. if you don't hit space, it says child P.O.R., child leaks, and children. And then if you hit Jesus. space, it says children. So that's a, that's clearly like a glitch thing right like they're not trying to show that because if you search the term it doesn't show up it's the like suggested words and this is like this is at the crux of what elon is doing to twitter what elon has already done to twitter what will happen to twitter because of elon is that he has invited the worst kinds of people onto this platform and the very first day that he bought it, the N word was trending for like a full twenty four hours. I just like about that showed up on the thing. Like you could just be like, what are the number one trending terms? And like number eight is just the N word, and then number fifteen is the N word with the A at the end. It was just like, it was just people posting the N word, and I think a lot of people like in the interim have realized that they can get away with so much on Twitter and, and Elon has basically just been like, oh, you thought you could only get away with saying the N-word? Well, why don't you try <laughs> posting uh, illegal content and see if you can get away with that? And they're like, sure. And people are just doing it, just like gore videos and child pornography and Nazi stuff. It's, 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 it's exactly as bad as we thought it would be and still it sucks to be here. Yeah, like you're you're right about the especially Nazi stuff. I've seen because like you 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 know you, every once in a while you'll see like a weird reply and you're like okay time to go down a rabbit hole of who this person is see who this weird like forty six follower reply is from and I have you done once, that? I've um, literally never done that I, I do that sometimes just because I'm like I'm really? curious where they come from I'm curious who they follow I'm curious what other things they post about so I'll, I'll occasionally do that I did that I think it was yesterday morning um I was I was waiting I was getting a coffee and I was I was sitting in my car um before work and I I saw a weird reply so I was like okay I'm gonna go to it and then I saw a video I believe it was Nick Fuentes it was it was this guy's pinned post it was nick fuentes in like a weird rally like i don't even know what it was or where he was but it was like at a live event with like a cheering crowd and nick fuentes was saying all this like really bigoted stuff and at one point i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it out loud but ba basically like exactly what he says but basically in this video he says that we need a world without like like basically judaism and more specifically the people and he got like a cheering 
a cheering response to him saying that. And that's just like on Twitter, like this, this person just has videos like that posted. And I don't, I don't know. I've never really seen, like I've been on Twitter for a long time, like four years at this point, basically uh, mostly like mostly just the last three years, but for four years now, I've never really seen this stuff until like Elon took over the, the degradation of this platform and specifically like hate language has really exploded in the last year. Yeah. I'm looking, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking at a study. It's a joint study from researchers from USC, UCLA, and Oregon State University that uh, since this was the study was released within the last two weeks. I don't know exactly what day it was, but um, since Elon has taken over Twitter, um, hate speech has increased over 500 uh, percent. Specifically, just the N word uh, increase has increased by 500 uh, percent. The word Jew has increased, uh, you know fivefold there's there's a bunch of other criteria that they had and uh yeah i mean it's just it's very obvious now that uh, let me back up a little bit you know uh, the concept if you zoom out of free speech is is good and noble but the problem with being a free speech absolutist as elon musk claims that he is, is every time you do that and we have you know you study after you study instance after instance of this happening when you make yourself a free speech absolutist and you create a zone specifically that caters to free speech, this is what happens. 100%. Because if you, I mean, when you're in a free speech absolutist, you don't really, you, you don't really value like, uh, what, what's, what's the way to, the best way to put it? You don't really value like people's safety. Like you can, like if you're a free speech absolutist, you have to believe you can be, say the worst possible thing to any person, which I mean, theoretically you can, any person can say the worst possible thing, but I don't think that's like a good thing or a noble thing, but these well, people take it as like a noble thing. Like it's noble to be able to do this stuff. Like Tucker Carlson. The thing is, would, the thing is about like, like campaigning for free speech, you know, you can talk about, is it, is the guy named Hamburg or Hanukkah or something like that? The, 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 the tolerance law where it's like Carl Popper, if you, Hopper, Popper, P O P P R, Carl Popper, 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 Carl Popper. Yeah, the tolerance principle, where it's like, if you're tolerant of intolerance, then that is itself intolerance. So you have to be intolerant of certain <laughs> ideas or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's all well and good, but it's also a situation here where it's like, what is free speech in a vacuum, and? I, I genuinely hope they clip this. I hope this shows up on all their little podcasts. But free speech <laughs> in a vacuum is actually quite dangerous and quite upsetting. Uh, free speech in a vacuum, if, there's, if, if you can say whatever you want, will mean that you can threaten whomever you wish. You can say whatever slurs you wish. You can um, describe how to make an incendiary explosive device on the 5 o'clock news. And any of those things would be totally fine because that is free speech absolutism. And if you are a free speech absolutist, you should prepare for someone to call for your death on the national news. And if you aren't prepared for that, then you are not a free speech absolutist. And if you think that free speech absolutism absolutism 
still sounds uh, morally coherent after that, you're a deeply sick person. Because the idea that some some public figure could threaten to kill you on national television and you're just like, well, that's, uh, though I may not agree with what you say, I will defend to the death your right to say it. It's like, <laughs> no, that doesn't, that's not, that's not sensical. That's not, yeah. Like if, that's if that's logic. your response, that you're just a sick person. If that's your response to that, <laughs> like it, there's no, so free speech absolutism absolutely can't exist. And, if you claim to be one, then you must be defending the right for me to say I'm going to kill you. And so if you are a free speech absolutist, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and if you disagree, you're going to have to report me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> And that's the thing also is... Twitter's technically not a free speech absolutist platform, despite it all the It never has been. Because, well, even now, like, you can't threaten people's lives. <laughs> like, people get suspended for, for life threats. Like, um, I don't know. You, I think you guys know. Netscape Negro. Net Netscape, yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> she got, says Netscape. Suspended. Yeah. The Netscape Negro, the Java Jigga. Um, he had another <laughs> one, too. Um He's 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 back good shot. people. It was like backshot champ. Backshot, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. he's a light skinned mixed race dude, and we got to stick together. He means a lot. <laughs> but yeah, he he got suspended for I think uh, using that now popularized Eric Andre reaction image uh, on I think Matt Walsh, and he got suspended for that. And it's like if if Twitter's a free speech platform. Technically, I mean that he shouldn't have been suspended for that, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am misinterpreting what free speech is. But you also have to realize, like, you also have to realize that, like, this whole free speech, where free speech, no matter what thing, is a total fucking canard. I mean, Chad Loader. Oh, got, definitely. Chad Loader got suspended too. Um, definitely. Oh, it absolutely is a farce. And, uh, it's not real. And what's yeah. it called? It's going down. What's the name of it? It's going down. The it's, it's like an Antifa. It was like an Antifa account, and it was like because they were quote unquote doxing. Well, you know, this is there is a thing that really ups <laughs> upsets me as a person who has done reporting in his life, <clears throat> where anytime you say that when where anytime you identify someone in an article you're doxing them like the same thing happened with the libs of tiktok woman in taylor lorenz yes i was just gonna bring that up yeah it, it's a it's a it's just a canard like the the what was actually happening in the past is that the really awful horribly racist incredibly toxic stuff was algorithmically for the most part and by you know tens of hundreds of moderators on the on the latter part um being pushed to the bottom and then Elon Musk took over, fired all of the people who did that moderation, and then told the worst people on the site, hey, if you give me $8, you will automatically be pushed to the top. And that's what we're yeah. seeing. We're seeing the people who were deliberately hidden by the platform before take it over. Yes, and the biggest negative outcome out of that is not even the blue checks, because I think that the block the blue uh movement if you want to call it that the, the hashtag i i think that a lot of people are like every blue check i see i'm going to block and that resulted in drill being like i'm going to get rid of my blue check and other people being like i never paid for my blue check and so on <laughs> and so forth but i think it's also like a 
a thing where there are people trying to compete with the blue checks without paying. And so if you aren't blocking the blue checks, then somebody can be like, hell yeah, the N-word deserved it right underneath of a blue check because a bunch of people faved their reply because they thought it was awesome. And so it is creating this arms race of edginess on Twitter that I think all of us, even the baby Juniper, uh, is old enough to remember (laughs) edginess does not sustain a platform. It destroys it. Definitely. And it... I, I feel like I forget who said it, but um, somebody somebody made a comment about how Twitter has been turned into eight dollar Chan, which yes, I thought was a pretty funny tweet, yeah. incredible pretty funny tweet. way of putting it because that's what it is in a lot of ways. Like I don't know, it, it feels kind of silly to like talk this in depth or care this much about Twitter specifically, like as a platform. Like I don't know, I don't know if you guys feel like silly. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I went for a walk, like I told you guys before we started this today, and it's like, I can just imagine some people sitting at home listening to this, like, oh my god, who fucking cares? Like, why does this matter? Just don't go on there. Well, that's true to a degree, right? But mm-hmm. everybody from the fucking Ayatollah to uh, Tucker Carlson to Barack Obama to uh, uh, LeBron James is on Twitter and realizes that it is kind of the center of all kind of online discourse and i think that it goes to show that we just started getting serious about this show uh, a few short months ago and now i by my estimate we have subscribers into the five figures in a very short time because people do care about this and it does matter and this is what we talk about right definitely and going off of that it is the i would definitely say it is the center point of pretty much all discourse that happens i mean before i came to twitter like in 2019 2020 um i was like on facebook or like reddit or whatever for like the 2016 election the 2012 election and like running up to the 2020 election i was like everything on all of these sites are just screenshots of Twitter. Why am I not just on Twitter? (laughs) So that's why I eventually finally migrated totally to Twitter. Like I don't really use any other social media at this point. Um, So it is, it is the center point. And I I made a post the other day saying like, Oh, I forget exactly what I said, but I basically was pointing out like Elon Musk, the owner of this website can just like, and we'll get into this, I think can promote, like Sandy Hook level denialism and like race science. And like, we just can't really do anything about it other than hope that this platform fails and that he fails. And I got a reply saying like, oh, just block him if you don't want to see it. And it's like, it's it's not about me not wanting to see it. I can handle it. Like I, I can see this stuff. It doesn't really affect my mental health personally. But the, my problem is five plus million people will see his replies juicing up race science and further infecting well we called it eight dollar chan a second ago or whoever tweeted that but like three days ago elon was literally conversing out in the open with the fucking owner of h you (laughs) know what i mean yes oh Uh, no uh, yeah answering Uh, feature requests ron or jim ron Ron or jim uh what i mean one of the things that is really important to remember about what caused Twitter to rise to prominence in the first place is when there was breaking news, it was it was automatically the place that would distill 
uh, the garbage and misinformation and leave you with the good stuff. And mm-hmm. not only like, not just in a, like there are people who are collecting good information kind of way, you know, there were automated bots that were, uh, that were set up to, uh, tweet every time there was like a seismic situation. So if there was an earthquake somewhere in the world, people would know about it right away. Even if it wasn't just people saying like, Oh my God, I felt an earthquake. Like there was a, it, it was a completely unique thing. Um, that, you know, because he's taken away, he's charging a bunch of money for the API, he's dismantled those, the automated stuff, but he's also made it impossible for good information to rise to the top. So like, it's actually like an incredible public disservice while we're all still captive to it because it was the place for so long where all sort of breaking information was released. And the, the really insulting thing about that was that like every single like um like possum every hour golden retriever every hour type of account <laughs> sort of got a lot of fucking heat for that when they talked about like restricting api access because they were like a bunch of these accounts are like um you know they're going to remove our ability to schedule these posts in the way that we want to and we're not going to pay for it and it's like yeah, well, if you don't, if you want to see a red panda every day, you're not going to be able to see it. But also, <laughs> if you want an automatic report of a severe weather event where your loved ones live, you're also not going to see that because the API access is also too expensive for like hurricane reports in Florida every hour <laughs> accounts as well. Yeah, I think because we we're like amongst a terminally online crowd, but I, th- I think it's easy to forget that like most normal people in this world actually use Twitter for like stuff like that Real things. or like news. Well, yeah, like Twitter normal kind things. of. <laughs> I'm showing my age here a little bit, uh, but Twitter kind of. I mean, I was on it before, but it, like I, we're kind of breached to a lot of i guess the normie crowd or it became on the radar for a lot of people was after the arab spring when it was all in the news how many people were using twitter for that to organize and get information and all you know better or worse uh in hindsight but uh that was like what put twitter on the map now that i truly don't think could happen in the same way now that it could then just because of the changes that have been made in the last few months even you know that, that's interesting because i i remember in like pretty recently i was i, I was on twitter at this point the, the 2020 blm um like protests and a lot of the the events were kind of being covered and m- maybe not organizing being done on twitter but t- twitter during the early days of the the BM, blm protests had a really like i i don't know indescribable vibe to it i don't know if you guys were really were you guys active on on twitter at the oh, time yeah. it, it's oh, yeah. to me i wasn't on twitter during the arab spring and i don't really want to ca- compare them because they're really not comparable but in my mind it seems like it would be a similar sort of event to what kind of the arab spring was i don't know if that's a it's, like a good comparison i think it's i would say somewhat comparable yeah i was on i was on twitter for both not with the whack nicholson account but with uh, my old account and uh oh, for the arab spring and and I would say the difference was that in in America, you just wanted to support people. So it was just a lot of like retweeting. It was like, this is how you make a gas mask out of like a rubber band and a milk carton or something like that. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, once the uh, that was also kind of the case with the Hong Kong protests right before uh, COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you could just sort of say like, this is how you disarm a tear gas canister or something. But like during the BLM thing, it was a very different vibe because it was in America, and so there was a lot of like telegram channels and like encoded messaging apps and encoded ways of sending information that got really popular in 2020 and uh, i only see them used now as a way to sell recreational drugs and (laughs) you know i'll never i'll never attack somebody selling recreational drugs but i do think that the capacity for revolutionary action is is open even with this like degradation of twitter and so like as we were talking about wanting to do like a what the fuck's going on with twitter episode like for me in my mind the only thing i can fucking think about is blue sky because blue sky is not twitter it doesn't have as many people on it you won't have as many followers you won't be able to have the same reach, but at the same time, it is aping the experience and integrating the user end experience in such a way that is like genuinely interested, especially when you see like dog piles on totally normal people saying totally normal things which i do want to talk about a lot of the complicated stuff but i think before the hour expires on the free episode i think juniper and i should talk about our recent dog piles that we were (laughs) a party to uh so june june what's been going on with you on twitter recently yeah so got some notoriety huh (laughs) <laughs> I did, yeah. Um, so it didn't really like last too long, which I, I don't I don't know if I really expected that or not. I, I didn't really expect how far it would go. But I, th- I think most people probably saw it. I didn't I didn't see how many views my tweet ended up getting, but it got a lot of support. But yeah, I was um, for a, for a while now. Um, it didn't just happen with that post, but I was I was doxed originally on kiwi farms like almost a year ago now um i I, it was it's got to be close to a year ago during the whole like original drop kiwi farms drama um well drama's maybe not the right word they got they got me because of the drop kiwi farms keffel stuff that was the, the first one that i saw when i was looking into that was in that thread yeah yeah so it was related to that and because like kiwi farms kind of got killed and i was like only in like a part of a thread not many people really noticed it um and i wasn't super worried about it like for for me like i i didn't expect to get like huge on twitter i just like kind of made a twitter account and i didn't really know what infosec was at the time so i i don't know i made some mistakes that i wouldn't make these days in terms of like giving hints that people could find who i am in real life which is i mean you live and you learn. But recently, um, Antifa, I think it's called Antifa Watch, got wind of me. And they they found a different way to dox me than Kiwi Farms did. And they basically, they got like basically the same information though, which wasn't really anything um, interesting. I mean, I don't think I'm a very interesting person in like, like, I don't, I just work like a job or whatever. Like, I'm not like 
like a politician or whatever. Um, but yeah, basically they, they doxed me and it's got spread a little bit by Andy Neo, of course, of doxing fame, loves to do that to people. That's all he does basically. Um, and then what was the account? It was the valid L's that really like disgusting, horrible transphobic account um, found it, I guess, and posted about me. Um, he found like a, th- a thread where I was replying to people with my dead name um, and he, he posted it. And I, I finally just addressed it. Cause I was like, you know, this is like the third person to like vaguely post about me and <laughs> my dead name or whatever. So I finally was just like, I'm going to address it. I don't really care anymore. Like, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Um, and that that's part of like their weapon is they think it's going to bother you. Like transphobes think there's, there's, a massive weapon in saying, telling you your name that you went by for like 25 years of your life. And, and granted it does affect some people. Um, personally for me, I can handle it. Like it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Um, so I think that's why when I addressed it, like I didn't really get dogpiled further because like it very clearly didn't bother me, but this, this shows a pattern of, again, Elon's Twitter, where you can just reveal trans people's dead names or personal information, and it's just totally fine. You're not going to get banned for it, even though it's doxing and it falls under doxing. And people on the left have gotten suspended for air quote doxing when they haven't, but doxing a dead or uh, doxing a dead name for a trans person, that's totally fine. And that that's just basically one of the policies that Elon Musk has enshrined um, on on Twitter is that you can do this sort of thing. I mean, he gave Andy Neo a really special badge, like how he has the Twitter badge to signify he works for Twitter. Like Andy Neo has one for his organization. So Andy's not going anywhere. Like these people, these policies, as long as Elon Musk is in charge, you can just, I'm, I'm not trying to scare people, um, but, but you, transphobes can just kind of say whatever they want to you. Um, and I, a year or two ago, that just wouldn't have happened. Like, I don't think I'm exaggerating. That just would like they would have gotten suspended. Accounts like Valid L's would have been suspended. No, absolutely, immediately. they would have never. Yeah. yeah. And like, I've recently rewatched the uh, Contrapoints video on J.K. Rowling, and if you haven't seen it, you don't need to have seen it for what I'm about to say. <laughs> but like. She brings up a really interesting point, and it's almost like a passing thing, but it's like J.K. Rowling needs the transphobes a lot less than the transphobes need her. And what we see is Elon Musk verifying these different like fascists and right-wing agitators is that Elon needs them a lot more than they need him. And so in a lot of ways, Andy No is being played by the same system that it played Elon into buying the site. Like <laughs> Elon is perpetuating this extraordinary level of bullshit in order to make himself seem like a 
like a like like a comp like not even like a god or something interesting like a competent guy just like a regular guy who can do a job mm-hmm. and it's really fucking sad especially because he's such a pedophile yeah no he definitely is <laughs> and yeah no just just the things that are allowed now i mean i, I don't think we're breaking any ground in in saying some of these things about what is and a lot not what is currently allowed on twitter but like i don't know i just it blows my mind like a year ago this stuff wasn't happening like it just it wouldn't it wouldn't happen just a quick update on the thread that i posted earlier someone looked into it a little more and there's like entire threads now of people just openly asking for links to child porn on twitter oh my god remember when he said he like fucking christ remember when he said that like (laughs) he he ended all jordan jordan peterson he said that oh yeah yeah, yeah jordan well, peterson oh, said yeah. with a smiley face it's so much harder to find child porn on here now <laughs> with the smiley face all of these people are uh, <laughs> allegedly pedophiles they really are it's insane what did he think like, he really thought he was cooking with that tweet i remember that he was like thinking like it was some <laughs> sort of own on the libs and it's like do you not have a fucking modicum of self-awareness do you not like read out loud something that you tweet before you post it. That's a golden rule for anybody, not just Jordan yeah. Peterson. If you're about to post something that you think might be insane, read it out loud and think, what would my mom think if she heard me say this out loud? Yeah, I, I think the mom test is actually a really valuable test for a lot of Twitter users. I think if you took a second before you said that... uh this user wrote fan fiction that shipped two underage characters together. Think about how your mom would react to that information. Um, and if it's anything other than, oh, that's nice, sweetie, you got a bad mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that also reminded me like how we were, we were mentioning before how there, there was an explosion of like slurs and hate speech um and and you cited that study which was like oh it it definitely has increased like we took a look at this elon musk twice in the last like year basically on separate occasions was like oh look at our internal data their slurs have gone down like there's literally not as much uh, hate source anymore. Dude, trust me yeah like, yeah and he posts like a graph from their own internals and it's like are you kidding me dude <laughs> this is what you're running with here you're running on your own internal like shit that is like very clearly i think i forget who it was but i think it was jenny tight pants made like a thread or like a post about why it was total. i mean i I don't think it needs to be explained why it's totally bullshit but like a pretty like good good read on why like what elon posted was like basically bullshit (laughs) before we before we get too deep into that insane statistic thing from end wokeness that uh Oh yeah, Elon Dane to share with us. Um, <laughs> I got yelled at uh, for two. Yeah, different I was going to say you need to you need to share your story because yours was fucking crazy whack. I got yelled at for two different things. Um, yeah, earlier this week, Son Piker walked a picket line with a bunch of uh, WGA members, including rank and file as well as officers within the. Uh, thing it was a really cool live stream he just talked to like random like character animators from random shows he talked to adam conover he talked to the people who write succession like all sorts of different levels of writers and things 
he ordered $500 worth of pizza. He tipped the driver like $1,000. And uh, I, I I tweeted that um, after he bought the pizza for the writers, I quote tweeted uh, a headline about that, that. And I said, there are people who hate this man. And I got uh, initially a lot of people that were like, and I am one of them. Yeah, fuck Hassan <laughs> or whatever. And, and, and before you like, go on, I will say it's totally valid to like dislike anyone. Of course. Of like course. The, as personally someone who has had good interactions with Hassan uh, with my charity stream and just on other occasions, I personally think Hassan's a pretty good dude, but I, I can understand why people don't like him. Um, so just I'm withholding comment till we find out if he's going to come on the show or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think no on. matter what you would, lock? no matter what you would say, Caleb, I think he would still come on because I he does he debate streams. Kidding. You know, he's he's <laughs> he's sicker in the head than any of us. I would say that because <laughs> I will never listen, be. Uh, I consider Taylor Lorenz a friend of mine now, and prior to her coming on, uh, I was not a fan. So you know what? Uh, maybe if I just start talking shit about Hassan, then we can have <laughs> we can structure it like WWE, where he wins me over with altruism <laughs> and friendship. You know, you're the heel in that case, then Caleb. That's fine. I'll, I, I would love nothing more than that's my dream come true to be a wrestling heel. <laughs> um, so all I said was that there are people who hate this man, and and. This is my constant, my constant uh, reminder to people is that just because a tweet gets popular doesn't mean that the person who made it meant for it to get as popular as it did. You never know what's going to fucking blow you up, man. You literally no never know. You do not have any idea. And all I said was there are people who hate this man. And I, as, I was not surprised by the original pop of people being like, Oh, I hate him. I'm one of them, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, fine. you know, those are my followers or whatever. And then a bunch of people started coming at me with like, oh, first you um, defend the transphobic pig owner. And now you're saying that Hassan is good. I guess we know that you're like a rape apologist. What the fuck? That took and so it's many like, turns so fast, man. It what? takes a lot of. T- it, this is how they talk. They they throw they 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 throw so much in so quickly. I think what's shocking to me is you had people in your audience or so that saw the tweet that were like anti Chinchilla Zilla. Like I never run into those people. I feel you like don't? I have all those. I, I, I always have these people there, blocked. Dude. They're not like calm. I have most of them blocked, but you can't, man. It's like that fucking Fantasia thing where you. Just, Cut it in half. Two smaller ones pop up. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I tell you guys a little? Can I tell you guys a little story please, about please, something please, that please, that please. happened to me? Not even happened to me. Something a decision I made, which is so indicative, emblematic of how I feel about Twitter right now. Last night, about ten p.m., <laughs> I tweeted something to the effect of, uh, "Parents will hate that I say this, but raising kids is about four percent harder than taking care of a dog." <laughs> oh no oh no and i thought it was i was like this is funny this is a funny thought that i have and it's genuinely true like as a parent you said as a parent i said this like i have two kids they are hard to take care of um but it's really like they just need a lot of attention and like a lot of support and kindness same as a dog and I didn't. Can I say? Can I interject here, Alex? Yes. Then and just say when you were at my home, you said, "Uh, 
taking care of a kid is about 1% harder than taking care of a dog. Your ass. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, it, got about 10, it got about 10 likes, and then I, I just played the scenario out in my head where I was like, okay, by the end of the day tomorrow, someone is going to call CPS on me. I need to do this. This is not worth it. This joke is not worth what's coming. And it's like really emblematic the of guy like, from Reply All hates his kids. <laughs> well, I mean, what I, the way I actually did, like, I was like, okay, so some people are going to be like, this is offensive. Alex, I'm going to bean dad your ass, dude. Some people are going to say, oh, Jesus. <laughs> then people are going to be like, oh, well, that if he thinks that, then he must treat his kids terribly. His kids must be in danger. He must be barely feeding them and like leaving them on their own for hours a day. Well, we're going to have to like in, have like that's genuinely like the thought process going on on this site right now. And it's like a combination of people being just like absolutely as uncharitable as possible and like combative and in their like weird crouch of anger and people who just deliberately misread things to sow as much chaos as they can. Both fucking mm -hmm. suck. Now, Alex, I think that's crazy to even suggest that Twitter would question your ability to take care of children. I, I can't believe that your own Twitter audience would yell at you about your own ability to take care of children, knowing your long history of taking care of children. It's really, uh, really a crazy thing that can happen to you a You just person. have to take them for walkies and leave a bowl on the floor, and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sort of and that's <laughs> and that's the exact philosophy I bring to teaching high schoolers. Um, <laughs> you let them do whatever um, the hell they want. Yeah. So I, 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 with the Hassan thing, a lot of people were talking about. So if you don't know, as far as I know, and I, I, I if you're on this show, Caleb, Alex. Uh, June. If you guys want to correct me, that's fine. If you're not on this show, I'm not really interested in getting corrected on the finer details. Uh, but more or less, Hassan had sex with a um, like a like a like a legal sex worker in some European country, and it turned out that that brothel he went to got busted for sex trafficking. And he talked about it, and he talked about the woman he had sex with. I don't think she was specifically one of the defendants in the thing or whatever. But he was, like, very open about this thing of, like, hey, most of, like, Eastern Europe, prostitution isn't really a thing. I grew up in Turkey. I, I, I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know what I was doing. But anytime you say anything good about Hassan... Um, people will be like, oh, did you know he raped the sex worker in Germany? And then somebody else will be like, no, it was in Romania. And it's like, oh, so we're just like arguing about which country he raped a sex worker in and not whether or not that is even accurate information. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it's patently absurd. And then if you say, I like this guy, people will be like, what kind of sex workers are you going to rape? It's like... I don't know how to answer that question. I got to be honest. I don't it's, know how to it's reply that sort to of that thing. question. It's it's that thing that um, I've I've done to right wingers because right right wingers do that sort of not not to call people who will do that on the left right wingers, but right wingers that's that's their entire playbook. So like an example would be like, oh, um, uh, uh, Dylan, like just topical one. Dylan Mulvaney is um, misogynistically like be like 
being a woman, like it's woman face. She's, she's doing woman face by, by being trans. And it's like, it's like basically it's like the leading question or like the leading, a leading statement type of thing. So in response, like if Ben Shapiro would say that, I would say something like, Hey, Ben Shapiro, when have you stopped beating your wife? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. When, when, when did you stop beating your wife? Yeah. 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 Cause like people will be like, Oh wait, he beats his wife. It's like, well, no, but that's exactly how leading statements and questions work. Like that is that principle. Like it is, it's a very manipulative style of uh, argumentation or like conversation. And you can, you can really change dialogue in, in a very subtle way where people don't even realize that you're doing it. And that is to me, a really concerning part about Twitter is that libs are now delighting in that as well. Like, it's not enough to hate Hassan, which, honestly, I don't care if you like Hassan or not. I watch his videos. Like, what are you going to do to me? I don't care if you're mad at me. And <laughs> the 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 thing is that a lot of people are like, well, it, like, and this is the thing I've seen happen a lot personally, where like, and I've talked about it on the show too, where people are like, admit that you're a Disney adult, or admit that you're a furry, or admit that you like <laughs> cuck porn. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know what you think. Like, I'm not that precious about these things. I like Disney movies. I watch cuck porn. It's not like a, it's not like a big thing. It's not a big part of my life, honestly. You're making it a big part of your life, and. I find that concerning, honestly. Um, but that was, you know, that's the libs, and that's the that's the shit I'm that's the shit I'm used to. The next day, um, what was my what was my post even that got them so mad? It's it was I don't know, not. Are you, are you going towards the one that was like you can be like a, a black leftist oh, but be like white no, no, no. or whatever? Okay, or so, like yeah, that? we're gonna talk. Yeah, we'll talk about. That. <laughs> the Mexican white supremacist. Um, it was that thing of, uh, it was that thing of Elon uh, replying to the end of wokeness oh, tweet. Oh, yes, yes. And so the end of wokeness tweet posted, or end of wokeness is a Twitter account that posted a um, statistical graph that showed interracial crime statistics. Really Which, weird. Really to weird. Be clear, it was the FBI statistics, like the notorious Department like, of no, no, no. It was it was a uh, it was Department of Justice. So, oh um, yes, yes. And that's only important because anytime you say FBI crime statistics, people will be like, "This isn't from the FBI." So how are you owned <laughs> now? And so I will just say it was from the Department of Justice, which um, oversees the actions of the FBI. If you're curious about bureaucracy, I thought we were talking about bureaucracy a second ago, but now you don't seem so interested in talking about <laughs> who reports to whom within the Department of Justice. But I'll step away. I won't. I won't worry about the hierarchy of power. Uh, here's the thing. Um, they posted the image of interracial crime statistics from 2018. There is nothing significant in those significant in those statistics about the year 2018. There is something quite significant in highlighting interracial crimes because if you highlight interracial crimes, then the largest minority will have killed the majority racial population at the highest number. So if the highest minority population is black people, then they are most likely to have killed mostly 
white people because white people are the majority race. You would not expect black people to kill more black people for the simple fact that if you are a black person living in a primarily black neighborhood, you are probably within a few miles drive of a primarily white neighborhood. But if you are a white person living in a white neighborhood, you are a lot less likely to drive within five minutes of a black neighborhood because there are fewer black people. So if you create a chart of interracial crime, it will show that black people most commonly kill white people. But what that doesn't show you is that black people most likely kill white people as well, with black people being in second place. The reason for that being that there are more white people in this country. And so if you include intraracial numbers, the people who kill white people most often would, of course, be white people. And so that is a very basic explanation of the statistics that mm -hmm. I had no interest in arguing with the people posting Department of Justice crime statistics <laughs> about interracial crime. And here's the thing. I do not begrudge the Department of Justice for this. That is actually a really interesting question to ask. Because if you're a statistician working for the federal government, are demographics grafting on to interracial violence? That's actually a really interesting question. Are white people killing more black people than they should, as the numbers show? Are black people killing more white people? What could be the reason for any of these things happening? That is a very good question to answer. They don't want to answer those questions. Elon Musk and 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 uh, uh, and wokeness have no interest in answering those questions, which are legitimately interesting questions. Why do why do black people kill white people mostly? Well, that's just statistics. But why do Latino men kill white women more than Latino women? That would be a much more interesting question, you know. And you can bear out like information about criminal statistics that way. So the Data is absolutely useful and absolutely needs to be recorded. But it doesn't prove that black people are inherently more violent than white people. And if you want proof as to who is more violent, I guess I would ask you who enslaved whom for 400 years by lying <laughs> to them in their home continent? That would be my <laughs> first question. If you want to say who's more violent, the black community or the police, I would say how many times have black people been found not guilty for shooting an unarmed police officer? <laughs> that would be my question to you because I think that's a lot more interesting of a statistic how many black people have been found not guilty of killing an unarmed police officer because if that number is higher than zero i absolutely want to hear that story that is way more interesting <laughs> to me than any cop that killed an unarmed black guy but that's also way more interesting to me than any cop that killed any unarmed white guy because again there are more white people in this country than black people. So there are more white people killed by police than black people. But if you are measuring in a way that does not adjust for population of the country, uh, mitigating factors, or, of course, 
factors of population distribution. Where do white people live? Where do black people live? Who do they see? What kind of race of people do they see most of the time? That's an interesting question. But it's not that interesting to say black people kill more white people than black people because there are more white people than black people. It's like if you uh, go to the uh, roulette table and you say, why is everybody focusing on when it lands or red or black when it could sometimes land on green? This is green landing erasure. That is how you sound. There's one spot <laughs> of green. <laughs> but there's a lot more interesting statistics you could talk about if you weren't so focused on the fucking green block. Yeah, and, and this you, you explained it really, really well, uh, much better than I could have. But that is that like method of just like, oh, we're just presenting statistics, like we're not implying anything like while snickering you know like like you know what they're doing and elon musk is is allowing them to he's not only harboring these opinions but he's boosting them he's i think he's probably even subscribed to end wokeness i'm sure probably I i don't actually know about that but he's doing his best to show the these like posts these statistics and just being like oh interesting with like the side eye emoji you know like this sort of stuff is being promoted by the owner of the fucking website. And so, he clearly doesn't know this principle, like this very, this method that you can use statistics. Cause a, a thing that like right wingers will often do is like, Oh, they're just statistics. And it's like, well, you can use statistics to lie. You can use, you can say, you can use the same statistic and come to a completely different understanding if you're dishonest enough. Well, this is the thing that's so enervating is that you can show them a list of like, who has been killed by police while they were unarmed? And you can be like, 30% were black, but 50% were white, so it was more white people. And it's like, well, black people make up 13% of the population, so if it was 30%, that's double what one would expect for population demographics. So why do you think that is? They don't want to have that conversation. They don't actually care about statistics and so i got a ton of people being like oh you're calling me a nazi what if those numbers were real what would you do if those numbers were real those statistics are actually real statistics can't be nazi and it's like yeah but (laughs) the way they're used can be uh and you know when you're like when you're like if you say to a it, this same person who's so mad at you, that's like, how can you how can you say that this was um how can you say that this was racist when when the person who said it uh their grandfather was Jewish and it's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, but like when when you say something like, oh why are double the black number why are double the number of black people being killed by the police? They will be like, hey, you remember when Mark Twain says that there's three sides to the truth, that there's lies, damn lies, and statistics? (laughs) And it's like, oh, you have your folksy wisdom when I address, like, systemic problems. But when I use your same logic, your same little folksy wisdom, your lies, damn lies, and statistics, and point out the problems with your statistics, then it becomes a, like... Oh, he's 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 woke. He's biased. He like 
they have these things like loaded in their chambers and 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 Twitter is making it so easy for them to facilitate that bullshit. And and mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be a big negative Nelly and I know we're coming close to an hour here, but it's like I feel very positive about blue sky i'm not seeing these issues with blue sky and i am not seeing any of the other issues with the other competitors uh that i saw i'm not seeing them with blue sky either i think that you're being yeah i think you guys are being prematurely too positive about blue sky i think it's just a matter i think it's i think that blue sky exists the way that it does right now because um the it's it's like-minded people inviting their friends and there's a very limited number of invite codes and the people who are really bad are shouted down i think that once you know the whole notion of blue sky is that it's going to be federated meaning it's going to have separate servers in the same style of um what's it called uh mastodon mastodon Mastodon. and i have a feeling that once that happens it's just going to either empty out like people are going to go to their respective servers or you know, once the invites are turned off and, you know, open registration is there, it's just going to be, a, it's just going to, you know, the, the bad actors are going to show up. I mean, if you look at Parler or you look at Truth Social, those sites languish because those people don't actually want to talk to each other. What they want to do is fuck up other people's lives and ruin their space, mm-hmm. the spaces they have. And if you if you look at the way that the people who aren't on Blue Sky, specifically like arch right wing people talk about Blue Sky, they are furious that they are not on it and they want on it to fuck it up, (laughs) not to make it better. I also feel like I have watched Jay, the woman who is the CEO of Blue Sky. Uh, be very laissez-faire about particular, like very bad actors on the on the platform, and I think she's better than Elon Musk. But I also think that she has the same kind of techno libertarian brain that's like, oh well, all we have to do is build the right moderation tools, and this problem will fix itself. That yeah, that is what worries me as well. Is she she's very clearly like that. That's why um, j- just. Uh, to say this, I, I haven't really like posted much about it, but we, I invited her to come on here so we could like maybe like just do a, basically an interview and like kind of see what her vision for Blue Sky was. But she's not doing like any um, like talking with any sort of media right now. She's just focusing on the platform, which I, I respect. Probably a good idea. But knowing some of her history, she was involved with like cryptocurrency in the past. She would like Zcash or something like that. Like sh- she isn't. She, she isn't someone like she isn't like a super based leftist, you know, she is like a very like libertarian type person. Sorry. I didn't mean to shit on your parade there. <laughs> no, 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 you're, no, 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 you're great. Because a, I think, no, yeah. I think you're great because I, I, I will also add, I, I do. I, I feel like I'm in the middle. I do have like hope in that blue sky to me when I, when I'm on it and post on it and you're right. It is because it, it's mostly my friends or whatever. And like people who, who would follow me on here. And so it's like, it's a very like contained circle. It, it feels better to post on than Twitter. I'll just be honest. Like it's more like relaxed. Yeah. It's fun. It's, 
you, there's no pressure. There's no constant doom scrolling. There's yeah, it's not PVP mode, um, which to an extent is, I mean, it's great. It's, it's not stressful like Twitter can, can be, but you're right about the Federation thing. That is why, like when I first got on there, I went really hard against the tech people and Jay and all of them. Like I started feuds and some of them don't like me because I, I was like that because I was like, don't listen to the fucking tech people. Like if you want blue sky to thrive, like listen to the shit posters. Don't, don't lean into Federation. Don't lean into like all this like weird techie type of shit, because that is what will drive people away. Cause the first thing when, um, we all thought Twitter was going away back in November and we were all kind of abandoning ship onto different platforms. The first I went on to Mastodon to check it out. The first thing it had me do was join a server or whatever. And I just closed it. I closed yeah, Mastodon. I got out of there. I was fuck like, that. I don't understand this. I don't care. Like, I want to be where everyone is. I don't want to be in a server. Like, that's weird to me. So I'm, I'm hoping that Blue Sky doesn't lean into that. Well, I think the difference between Mastodon and Blue Sky ostensibly is that by default, whatever server you join is going to be federated with the main one. Um, mm. So I think that'll help. Uh, Mastodon was also just a piece of shit and terrible to use and understand. <laughs> Blue Sky is not like that, so there's some hope. Um, I think there's more hope with Blue Sky than any other social media, yeah. but it's, of course, yet to be seen if it can truly do it. But I, I think if any of them were to do it, I think it is going to be Blue Sky. We'll see. Yeah, I and- do like the idea of decentralized and, and uh, kind of the, the federations and stuff to a degree if it can be made more simple and... and intuitive in a way that's like if a person if a normal person that's not a nerd can do it or if somebody's like <laughs> if you're able to sign up for the platform when you're hungover and you can do it with ease then the platform will succeed right like <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the litmus test to use a website um i don't know we'll see and but i just wanted to really drop this uh information really quick for the homies listening we are working on a shit poster server in the Western Kabuki Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So when Federations do launch, we're going to have the sickest one and you're going to want to be a part of it. So uh, join us. Yes. Yeah, we have some cool and people on our Discord. And that's so. free, right? Can they join that without the Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. So the people yeah, that please. are right now, the people that are working on the server stuff, it's like an opt-in thing. But just DM me if you're interested. We've got a lot of like uh, tech people and even I think two, but at least one former Twitter dev that are like working on this with us. So we're actually going to have a pretty sweet Jesus. setup with some smart people to launch this when um, when they launch federations here. We don't know when we're still kind of working on it, but we do need uh, we do still probably need some people. It doesn't really hurt if you're if you have the right background or even if you're just interested and want to do whatever. Uh, join us. Um, yeah, and I just want to say just because. I also like Alex, you know, I do not think you were being pessimistic about Blue Sky. I think it's totally fair. The thing that makes me the thing that makes me like most excited about Blue Sky is the fact that it appears to be a reasonable competitor to Twitter. And we haven't really Best seen that. That's one we've seen yet. yet. Yeah. It, it it looks like I was saying a month ago that I thought Truth Social was the best one. And to <laughs> me, if Blue Sky totally fucking tanks and a bunch of the devs go to Truth Social and they like clean up the branding of it and stuff, it's its infrastructure is already there. And so for me, what I feel hopeful about in terms of Blue Sky isn't that Blue Sky exists, but that it can exist. That... that um, 
that that uh, countermanding uh, could could exist. Uh, <laughs> so thank you again for listening to Western Kabuki. My name's Wack Nicholson. Very honored to be joined by uh, Juniper, Caleb, and Alex once again. Thank you, friends. You're welcome. So we <laughs> they didn't see fucking anything. It's just fucking cold crowd out there. Sorry, right. I didn't know I was supposed no. to respond. I was trying to be respectful. Bro, 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 bro. Each one teach one. We're this is our church. This is where we're. Uh, okay. I, I normally I normally say something, but I was like, if for some reason on this one, I was like, oh, he's gonna say like, I didn't think you were done. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, I was I was waiting for the last like word, but that was the last word. So I was just, yeah. I was just like, shit. <laughs> so that's gonna be Wack Nicholson on Twitter, W H A C K N I C H Nick O L L S O N. No, no, no. There's a lot of silent letters in there. You'd be surprised at how many silent letters sneak their way into Wack Nicholson. But that's the only yeah. one you're gonna need to follow this week because they haven't earned it. Uh, so Juniper J U N L P E R and the yep, Bird Respector and Alex Goldman A, a Goldman. Uh, don't follow any of those people. <laughs> Wait, was that the first time you got his at, at correctly? I think so. I get it right all the time. Nice. Hell yeah. You get, <laughs> you've never I get it right it. all the time. You've never once flubbed it. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yes. Thank you, listener, thank you. for joining us on this, on this journey. Uh, two things. This week we're doing something a little bit different. Um, instead of doing a premium episode, Wack is going to be doing a video essay on the Patreon. So if you are interested, please go check it out. It is patreon.com slash Western Kabuki. Also, uh, tomorrow, May 12th, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out, and I am going to be doing a 24-hour charity stream on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash toughshed. Um, all of the proceeds are going to go to the National Network of Abortion Funds. And yeah, come check it out. I'm going to lose my mind because I'm going to be playing Zelda for a full day. That's twitch.tv slash toughshed. All right. See you next week. Done so.